Science has discovered some amazing things about this creation, and countless men have devoted their lives to things like quantum physics, where they study the speed of light, time warping, and mass changing with speed. Time travel is real. Wormholes in space can exist whereby, if you got into one, you could travel to its other corresponding point and arrive at a faraway distance, faster than light could travel. That's real. Then a man leaves his body and travels so fast and so far that it becomes a question of when he is. That depth of knowledge is something that the Apostle John was allowed to see in order to help us prepare for the days ahead and to understand who is really in charge. Today on Life Journeys, Pastor Hardika is going to take another look at the root of what's happening today, as it was revealed to the Apostle John. His revelation defines the pathway that this nation is on. People look at 2020 from either the left or the right, and we won't change anyone's mind by debating social or political narratives, because there is a far deeper belief system driving it. And before the throne, there was a sea of glass like unto crystal. And in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. Revelation gives us a glimpse of what is at the core of 2020. The disciple John was taken up to heaven and saw a representation of all of creation. A brief time ago, he was sitting on a prison island amidst much injustice. Now he sees a sight that exists at the very same moment, but hidden from the earth. His perspective is completely changed. He now sees what is happening and will happen on earth from heaven's perspective, and that changes everything. Two people today can see something unfold and have two completely different explanations, for they are building their narrative upon what they choose to see. You see hatred today, troubles, battles, injustice, and then you see what is behind this same scene in heaven. Men say, this is going to lead to nothing but trouble if so-and-so wins the election. You say, I have seen where this is going, and I want you to know that God reigns, and when the dust settles, heaven will have completely taken over and glory will fill the earth as surely as the waters cover the sea. People have narratives which are their interpretations of this nation based upon their foundation. It may be family, politics, economics, yet much of it today is based upon the desire for freedom to do whatever feels right to them. Many narratives are based upon alleviating the consequences of liberty without responsibility. Choices are made and now men don't want the consequences. It may be an unwanted pregnancy, a life of crime, years of racism, or irresponsible politics, but instead of God delivering them, caring for them, and giving them heaven forever, people want the government to be their God, supplier, and defender. So they cry injustice without considering that justice is not their answer. Injustice only defines the problem. Only a price paid for the sins committed by others and by us will satisfy justice's cry. In heaven, the just judge of the universe has paid the price in his son's death, 
But the world knows that to accept God's answer to injustice, it must also accept his standards of life, and they don't want it. Their narrative is based upon rejecting God's standards and mercy and establishing their own. But God won't let that stand. He's our maker, not our government, nor the earth itself via evolution. Therefore, only the Bible has the foundational answer for this nation's threats. Education doesn't have the answer. They've already thrown that answer out. So has the government, for it can't be the God of the masses if it allows its competitor to define the rules. Thou art worthy, O Lord. That is what John hears around the throne. Thou art worthy to receive glory and honor and power, for you have created all things, and for your pleasure they are and were created. That is what the representation of all of creation is saying before the throne. All of creation, represented before its creator, is seen worshiping God and declaring that Jesus is worthy to receive glory. Having paid the price for justice, he is about to release the great tribulation upon the earth, the likes of which have never been seen. It is this worship of him as worthy by which heaven declares the right of heaven to take back this earth. Consider the vastness of God's glory, power, and honor as our creator, our maker. There are galaxies today traveling at near light speed, scientists have found. But God literally holds the stars or a nation in the palm of his hand, and they are all like a drop in the bucket to him. Therefore, consider when he makes his presence known to you and you feel those goosebumps of power coming from deep within your soul, you're experiencing his power, knowledge, love, and wisdom in its effect on you. Yet, it is said your body could not remain intact in God's unrestricted presence. He is said to inhabit eternity. He exists outside of time itself and need only turn his head to be at your birth right now and at your death in his next glance. He is so awesome. What is it that you and I fret about? Jesus is not just the little man struggling on his way to the cross. He is Almighty God. He is not bound by time. When that assault happened to you 20 years ago, he was there with you right now. When George Floyd was dying on that asphalt, carbon monoxide-smelling city street with his face in the dirt, calling out for his mother, Jesus is there right now to touch his dad, his nephew, and his people. And he can do that for you when you were attacked, spit on, hated, and beat down. And he can tell you what he told Job. Job, the rain has a father. This world, this storm, the racial tension, and the upheaval of politics, hatred, and fear, it all has a father that is letting his kids struggle in the yard with their tantrums. He's letting the world settle and sift and align itself with where it will be for the day he comes downstairs to take his creation back. When John sees all creation give glory to God, he knows that what we worship defines our time and our eternity. It is ingrained into God's creation of men to want to rule, you see. God said, let men have dominion over all the earth. Who will reign? 
Who wins in the end? The Muslim? The far left? The black man? Who's going to win when the stars fall and the war of wars fills the earth? Will China? Russia? America? The Arab? Or the Jew? Who? The victor who has conquered death is going to come back to a world that killed him, and he's going to win. What does it matter what we think about the Democrats or Donald Trump? They are all going to bow their knee at the sight of the king of the kings of the earth. In Revelation chapter 5, John heard all of creation, as they were represented before the throne, declare that the redeemed of the Lord have been made kings and priests unto God, and they shall reign on the earth. It is not a political party that will settle our nation's battles to govern. Ultimately, it is those washed in the blood of the Lamb who will be given the authority to rule in the earth. Our future is surely in the hands of God.